This episode is brought to you by Tequani Design Co., a specialty coffee branding and design company. Want to get a free consultation with a consultant? Book your session now at tequanidesign.com. Welcome to Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm your host, a 22-year-old barista from sunny Orange County, California. I road tripped around America for three months in my car, visiting over 100 coffee shops in 30 different states. I interviewed coffee professionals all over the country while evaluating the coffee and culture of coffee shops. Upon my return, I started Coffee Boss to help others who want to learn more about what it takes to break into the coffee industry, the second biggest commodity in the world. Many baristas have a dream of starting their own shops, and I do too. Coffee Boss is a resource to help all of us achieve our coffee goals together and learn what we need to do to become coffee bosses. Charles, it's summer. We're like in the thick summer. summer. Yes. So what's your favorite go-to summer drink when it like for coffee? So to be honest, um, I switch almost when it's like past 80 degrees to uh, iced latte. Nothing sugary in it, just a nice latte. And uh, those go down a lot quicker than I want them. They're like gone almost instantly. And I'm like, where where did my drink go? Um, Whereas if it was like hot, I would sit and savor it like for a while. But um, and I normally am a black coffee drinker i like to just taste the coffee but in summer there's something about that iced latte that's just really relaxing and tastes really good so yeah i in the summer i'm weird i'll drink black coffee even when it's hot out like today i was sitting outside in the sun it's like 80 degrees here yeah and i was like drinking black coffee (laughs) sometimes i don't know yeah it depends on the mood but yeah um those are my probably the two drinks that i drink the most where do you go in colorado you're in denver i'm in denver um really good coffee friends that we did branding for um tablone roasters they source really great coffee and it's always delicious and they always have really new and interesting um places they source from yeah i I frequent them a lot plus they're friends and a client so yeah i feel kind of that or uh Sweet Bloom Coffee in Denver. Those are my two favorites. You can't go wrong with Sweet Bloom. No, you cannot. Charles is from Denver, Colorado. We met at a coffee shop. I've got my uh, Denver Nuggets hat on, so, you know. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, He was at a coffee shop, but he did not work at the shop. Um, We got chatting and got each other's numbers. Um, And, yeah, he owns a super dope business that's related to coffee so you know i've been doing design for a lot of people and still do design for a fair amount of clients but wanted to pivot and focus on designing for specialty coffee and i had no idea if that would be something that you could sustain a business with so it was a bit of a risk um but i've always loved coffee for a very long time so um i just wanted to focus more and more on that and i would say that we're probably doing 60% of the work that we do now is in the specialty coffee supply chain. So everywhere from local coffee shops and roasters in the United States 
to getting to work with producers, importers and exporters in other coffee countries. And then the other 40% is normal, yeah, like some not specialty? Yeah, not okay. specialty coffee, but like hospitality industry. Uh, like um, there's a, uh, a hotel in Antlers uh, called Antlers Vale. And um, okay. they have like some medical uh, men's and women's health clients. Um, Interesting. And uh, a few other things. But predominantly, if, specialty. Yeah, specialty coffees. What our focus has been, and, and that's been like since 2020, really what we've been trying to do more and more. And we went to Expo in Portland and met a lot right. of people. We went to Expo in Boston the year before. And can and, you elaborate on what Expo is? For people yeah, that might Coffee know? Expo is sort of the uh, North American coffee industry like juggernaut. It's like once a year. There's a few other coffee expos, but this is like the granddaddy of them all farmers uh producers importers exporters there's uh roasters village which you'd probably find interesting which is like coffee disneyland you just basically go from you can tell i'm a west coaster because i said disneyland so yeah <laughs> i say um, that all the time too yeah yeah i mean you call yourself out with that but where are you from i thought you're i from am Denver. from washington state originally so west okay. coast west coast so anyway yeah expo is really fun it's three days um it has forums workshops uh information of people in the industry and surprisingly there's not a lot of people there that represent design or branding which is Tikwani Design does. Um, so I guess I, you know, I dove right into coffee per the norm. Um, but backing up, we are a brand design agency, meaning people come to us and they have a business or they have like, um, we do some nonprofit work too, but um, they want to like, uh, they have an offering, something they want to offer the world, uh, be that like a product or a service or a mission or a vision. And our job is to connect that with what people need and want. So um, where you match someone's offering with what people need and want, that magical little space is brand and design. And that's what we do is we reveal people's um, offerings to the world. And, you know, they have a really good idea or they have a really good product, something, but they just can't make it visible to the world right and they come to us to help develop um, a brand identity and also a brand story like a way of talking about that brand to the world so that those people who need that good or service can find it so one of our clients um it was a really funny story because she her name was elizabeth she came up to our booth and she's like i've got this idea i i have this yellow van and i want to um have it be a portable mobile coffee shop. And I want to offer okay. specialty coffee in the like New England area. And I said, cool, what, what does the van have a name or something? You know, she's like, yeah, What's it's Lady Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, she uh, she's like, but I don't know what to call the company. And I'm like, why don't Lady you Sunshine? call it Lady Sunshine? And she's like, oh, that's brilliant. And it's sort of like a lot of people have this amazing idea, but they just, they're either, they're not sure if their idea is like a good one or right. if other people will like it. They need and a little validation. Yeah. So validation. And then you take their idea and you listen to them and you turn it into a logo and a brand story. My favorite comment from another client is she said, that's me in a bag. It feels so good. Like, you know, to be able to 
work with someone and create a new brand and they feel like that is what their hopes and dreams are. So to offer advice, something for someone starting out in coffee is you're you're in it for a reason. Um, You're called to this coffee life. Uh, whether you know you're into fair coffee practices or you just like coffee and you want to make cool, there's a reason you're doing it. So the more personal your story can be and the more an expression of who you are and why you get up in the morning and why you want to do that, your purpose for it, um, being authentic to that, to your calling, to your mission, to your vision, to your values, um, you're going to come up with something that nobody else has, hopefully. Because nobody has your story. You have your own story to tell. And just be be bold and, and live into that. And other people will accept that. So uh, it's hard because a lot of people, like Lady Sunshine, like she just thought, I don't know. It's something I always wanted to do. And we're like, let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's bring yeah. Lady Sunshine into the world. I need that meaning because I'll do it because I know there's a meaning. If it's just like I'm doing this because it's a dream and, you know, blah, 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 then it's not good enough i'll give up uh, uh, a designer um debbie millman once told me you really got to pay attention to the stuff you waste your time on because right. that might really be what you're supposed to be doing uh you know the it, it's funny you make time and spend money on the things you find valuable yeah uh, you know so i don't know um Life's too short to not live into your purpose. So the reality of that is it can sometimes be very hard. And sometimes there's no money. If you have a good purpose and dream, that'll hold you through some of those rocky patches or those lethargic days where you're just like, I don't want to do anything today. There's no Bible verse that like God doesn't say, oh, yeah, you're going to have fun every day and work is going to be enjoyable. It's like, no, you're going to do something that's purpose, but it's going to be hard. Sacrifice to that, right? Like yeah. to give up something for something that has a little bit of a greater purpose. Um, you know, to it, you know, you work really hard. Our easiest and most successful projects are with clients who walk in the door and they have a very strong why. They don't need to have a wow. design sense. They don't need to have a flawless business plan although that does help to have a business plan. That deep, why I get up in the morning and why this is worth doing. Um, those things, if you know that and we listen and we uh, have a few meetings, you're going to create a really good brand. You're going to have something very... Because nine times out of ten, the thing that you feel like you want to put out into the world, somebody else is desperately wanting and needing that. And so that's the magical thing that happens when you can help uh, make that become reality through either a logo or a package, coffee package, or a website or an interior of a design uh, coffee shop. Um, And the cool coffee shops are that way, right? You would think, okay, you're going to show up, and you've been all over the country, right? You can tell the shops where they really care and they have something to say. And then you can tell the shops that are just kind of like, and eh, we're doing this because it can make some money or something. And there's or they no like real... bought it and they're, t- you know, it's a business. Right. That's it. So. Yeah. We're, we're working with a client currently that they're, they're doing a drop ship kind of coffee business. And um, uh, they have a really cool reason 
for doing it, that's gonna produce a really great brand. One of the clients that we uh, did a rebrand for, um, they're called Collaborative Origins, and they have this program. Where's where, that based out of? So they're based in Guatemala and Kansas, or I think it's Kansas City, Missouri. There's Kansas okay. City, Kansas. I get that mixed Kansas, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, somewhere course, out there. Yeah, somewhere out there. Um, and they have this really cool program where they um, pay farmers 50% up front. That's important because uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but like, so some of the farmers, um, you know, they either have to get like really expensive loans and they don't get any money till the coffee sells, right. or there's coyotes, um, which is the name of like kind of just uh, kind of extortion groups in, in these countries. And so that 50% upfront is like a promise and it gives them what they need to help produce that coffee. And then they get the other 50% back. So it's pretty revolutionary program. So they needed right. to um, highlight that they wanted to get more, a better price for their farmers. Um, so selling their coffees to, you know, different roasters in the United States and, you know, other places in the world they needed to look like they had a brand that was ethical because they were and trustworthy. They didn't want to look like they had just started overnight because uh, they've had a lot of experience. So they came to us and um, we helped um, develop, like refresh their brand and then also design their packages for the green coffee. So for green coffee samples, it's worked out really well for them. I mean, they've, they've um, been selling more and more coffee to um, roasters from like small roasters to a lot of medium-sized roasters. And they're able to um, host a lot of those roasters to take trips to Guatemala to meet the farmers. And so the branding's just caught the eye of people because they're competing with so many different like cafe imports and like a right. lot of different, yeah, which you've heard about, I heard on another podcast. Right, right. So the brand just gives them that um, little bit of legitimacy and that trust and so um that's an example um lady sunshine she's been that the you know um people have loved her brand and they've been booking her van uh now like all summer long at different like events and corporate events weddings parties um so that's been nice. really successful and then um locally um tablone coffee um they uh, so there's a bakery, Hearth Bakery, and they were doing a coffee program and they wanted, and I love this, because um, my experience, people were either like really good at coffee or they oh, had yeah. a really good bakery, but never did the two match up. But Hearth wanted to mm -hmm. start a coffee program that was serious and that sourced coffee really well. And it was really good coffee quality wise. And they also wanted to... Um, you know, have a brand that people would want to buy for subscription, online subscription, and just, you know, come in and grab a bag of coffee beyond just a really good pastry. And their sales each month has gone up and up and up. And people have like, they have a really innovative um, glass jar program for recyclability. So people oh, get cool. a glass jar. Yeah. And they keep it and then they bring it back. Um, and uh, so they don't use, um, they don't any have any paper cups unless you really, really need one. They'll have one, you know, one if you. Those are the kinds of things that 
set people apart too, like little things Absolutely. like that. Yeah, like so those commitments. Mm -hmm. so, so simple. So simple, and it's really Instagrammable. So like the yeah. whole glass jar program with stickers, and just like it, it's been working really, really well for them, and people have like so really easy. adopted it. And for a new business to take off and have repeat business and that just right. shows the value of a good brand and, and, and good design. They had a good idea anyway, but the brand just <laughs> like sells it. And so with that sunshine girl, when she came to you and she had that idea, you know, she's like, I have the van, blah, blah, blah. What should we name it? What were some of the biggest things you had to do to get her to, you know, take off? Well, she didn't have a logo and she didn't have okay. a name. Uh, she, she did have a name. She just didn't. She wasn't branded like that. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't think that she, even though she called her van Lady Sunshine, she just thought that was a cute name for her van. Mm -hmm. And um, every time she talked about it, her eyes lit up. So it was like, you already know what you should be calling this business. So, um, but then what she needed was she needed a logo. So she needed type. She wanted it to be feminine, um, beautiful, but strong. And she's like, she is her brand. Like she's like, you know, she's like got a lot of spunk and heart and, and she's an East Coaster. So like a tremendous work ethic. Right. And one of the things as we were developing, I mean, the logo ended up being the brand, the, the van itself with um, flowers on the top with this really nice type. When we were first talking about, well, what are images that could work? She really liked this idea of a black muddy work boot with flowers in it. And she also wanted to introduce specialty coffee to like the land of Dunkin' Donuts, like you know the land of like people who are like yeah, just give like me a cup mass, of coffee. I don't 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 fuss up my coffee. But she was like, no, coffee can be more. It can taste more. So we joked with a secondary like sub brand with this muddy boot with flowers in it, and around it it says "Drink it up, Buttercup," and people love it. I love it. Yeah, they like they like the attitude. They're like, "All right, fine, I'll try your coffee." And they're like, "That's a that's that's a damn good cup of coffee." You know, they're like, it works. Like it's her spunk, but her like passion and desire yeah. for beauty um, in a muddy world. Like so, it's a good story. And she had one more deeper value that she really wanted to. So she wanted to source coffee from. And here's an unknown fact: um, in the coffee supply chain where coffee is grown, 70% of the workers are women. And women are particularly really good at- In one country? All countries. But it's not celebrated, huh. it's not really known. And huh. you know, in some like Latin American countries that have a machismo culture, you know, it's never- What does that mean? Machismo is kind of like male-centric, kind of guys Macho? know what's up. Macho. Yes. Got it. Okay. Macho. Got yeah. It. Um, it's not that that doesn't exist in North America too. So she had a passion to highlight women in coffee um, and to like help tell that story a little bit. So all of her coffee mm. sources are from women farmers, which is also something. And I think that goes into that deeper thing of, yes, you're selling coffee and yes, right. you have a unique story. But like her desire to elevate and celebrate women in coffee is part of her why. And that's part of what makes her brand work and gives her a compass for, you know, what 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 a what her business decisions are. You need something that gives you a direction direction. 
yeah. in the business. And sometimes like a yellow van isn't enough. I come, I'm curious about your business. So you yeah. have a team, you started this in 2020 or you joined. I had my old business um, and there was um, me, my business partner, and we had a designer what, who when she started working with us was part-time. And um, then we had a part-time project manager. Um, and then in wow. 2020, um, it was uh, that same Hannah's her name, and she's our lead designer. Um, yeah. And she went full time, and it was just the two of us. Like we were in Boston at Coffee Expo, just the two of us. Um, hmm. And it was like, you know, sink or swim. And um, you know, we we had a lot of um, good local clients that believed in us. Um, Collaborative Origins was one of our first um, big clients. Uh, Ryan there believed in what we were doing and, and, and our, our, our why for trying to use design to help um, add value to coffee, especially in coffee producing countries. So that was a little bit of our story of our why for doing it and being in coffee. And um, like then that. we just got Bluegrass, which is another local coffee shop. And, you know, it's just grown from there. So now we're, uh, you know, four team of four with a fifth, um, Lucas, who he, uh, we do contract work with him, but he does all our okay. like, um, development, like we design the sites and then he codes them and makes them like he's we your, want the geek, the geek. Yeah. He's the good. But he's geek. great. He's a, di- he's a Everyone designer's geek. Everyone like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great. And he says, yeah. He's not like, no, you can't do that. He's like, well, let me think about how I can make that happen. And he does it. So, yeah. You got to have that guy. Yeah, you got, you do. I'm not that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're tell me a little bit more about the brand ecosystem. What does that mean? A lot of times people come to us and they'll say, I don't need help with my logo. I have a logo, but I need a website. Or okay. they're like, uh... I already have a website and a logo, but I just need a coffee bag. Or they're like, I need a logo, but I'll talk to someone else to do a website. We just listen and we're like, okay, we're not going to sell you on anything, but we're going to do a good job for that one specific thing you ask. But what ends up happening is they're like frustrated. They're like, I don't know how to translate this to a website. And we're like, we can design the website or I really want. So the ecosystem basically is, so I guess you could divide it into two things. There's brand identity and then there's a brand story. So brand identity is going to be your logo and the fonts and the colors and uh, you know, the type treatment, like how it kind of visually looks. And the brand story is, well, what is the story behind the brand? What's your why? Who's your audience? What are their personas? What do they need? And mm-hmm. like, how do we, uh, so the, so with, with both brand identity and brand story, um, we use that. And then that becomes sort of like the mother sauce for doing a really the great mother logo. Sauce. Yeah. A really good logo. Yeah. <laughs> Or like a that. really good um, website and a really good brand. And if you do it right, those don't look out of place. You never break the spell 
of being in this brand. It's like Disneyland, right? Like when you're Once in Disneyland. Once you have the mother sauce, yeah, you're, you're all good. good. You're good. Like it's going to be <laughs> good really good. Yeah. 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 So um, taking that Secret time to ingredient. create that ecosystem and then knowing that all those parts are all part of the brand. How it looks on social media, don't phone that in. Does it reflect the brand? Does it look like, does it feel like, does it smell like what the brand should be? You know, um, all those touch points. um, And and if you can sit down and start early, all those things become easier to see and do and implement. So so the ecosystem is exactly that. It's not just the logo. It's not just the website. It's not just the packaging. It's not, it's, 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 it can even be the way you answer the phone or the way you treat customers when they're waiting at, uh, you know, for their order. Like all those things are part of, you know, um, a good brand ecosystem. It's the overall deal, the mother sauce. Getting that all in a, like what we typically like to do is put that all in a document, like, um, right. uh, so that, um, it helps people kind of, especially for new hires, or like, say you're a barista yeah. and you come into a coffee shop and you're like, all right, what's this coffee shop's culture? Well, if they have a good brand guideline and brand story, they'll be able to say, you would know. founders did this, we believe in this, we want to help this way, we believe in X, Y, and Z, and you just get it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the other part of that is like the behaviors, like the way people... Um, and, and that's the cool thing about like you get in a lot of cases when you do brand, you really get into people's sort of like uh, culture of and, you know, when a culture's off, like when people are like talking bad about each other in a workspace, Uh-oh. you know, it just gets funky and it's off with a brand ecosystem. You have like you you know why you exist and you can and you can c- uh, communicate that to customers you can communicate that to your staff and you have clarity. So it, it it's worth taking the time to build a good um, brand ecosystem so you know why you're doing what you're doing and you can communicate that easily and well to your customers. So I have a question. If yeah. I mean, for me even, I need to definitely, you're making me think about my brand ecosystem for my mm-hmm. podcast, but also for a future uh, you know, coffee shop that I want. I'm kind of going about this in a different way than most, but for someone who maybe is a barista or they have, maybe they just work somewhere else, but they want to start a coffee shop someday and maybe they're making a business plan. What are a few things that um, you think are most important for creating a brand ecosystem that you could do right away? Know who you are and why you want to do what you want to do. Um, Honestly, Mm -hmm. So when we start a process, one of our questions is, and it's it's kind of a buzzword, but it really helps us understand the client is, why honestly do you get up in the morning? What motivates you to do what you do? Now, if you're a barista or starting a coffee business, you're probably maybe not happy with just the typical like, I'm going to go work. And I'm going to get right. a paycheck and I'm going to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, uh, you know, but for people who have that entrepreneurial itch or they feel like they want to build a business, um, you've got to have and be able to communicate quickly 
that why. Why do you exist? And why should we care? And why does that matter? So if you can answer those questions, um, you don't have to be good at design and you don't have to like be good at picking fonts or, you know, um, and if you like type, you know, like bring all those ideas with you. But yeah, you've got to have that compelling why and you need to be able to communicate that probably in about a sentence. Yeah. Communicate it in a sentence. Yeah. I like that. I had an English professor that. that said, write as if there was a word shortage. So it's kind of like the elevator pitch. Exactly. You know, that's cool. Or I have to sit down and spend 10 minutes explaining this whole concept idea and people are confused now. Then mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Right. Right. Because if you're confused, other people will be confused. But it's Good hard. Advice. I mean, it's yeah. it can take a couple weeks, if not a month, to really drill down. And it's kind of like, um, so we have a coffee, well, we have coffee clients, but we also have a, a distillery client. And when you're making okay. fine spirits, you have to like distill it, distill it, distill it, distill it till it's like at the pure essence of whatever that green whiskey is or whatever that. Um, and so the same thing with ideas is you have to like, Drill it down, drill it down, simplify, simplify, simplify till it's the essence of who you are and what you're trying to do and why you think it matters. There's things I'm good at and things I'm not good at. And so the things you're not good at, find friends or other people who are better at those things than you are. And don't be afraid to yeah. like build something together. It's, and this is an age old African proverb, but if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go to further, go with a group. Um, you might be able to build your business by yourself. But like I could not do, I could not have the reach and do the things that I hope to do without a really good team. And that's hard because like if you have a team, you have to pay them. And to pay them, you have to get work. And so it's, it, it's hard to like, keep always focusing on bringing in that new business but again the why of doing what we're doing for more people compels me to stay up and I was up early this morning writing proposals like you know it's not at all what I wanted to do I'm tired and but it's that it's like I'm not going to go to the beach today because I want to do these other right. things I want to you know grow this business and have more impact um, so I'm going to do the hard stuff so that I can do the fun stuff later. This is really helpful for me. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have goals because they do help you. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm the biggest waster of time. If I don't have a goal or a, I can do nothing really well. <laughs> and that I guess might be the other thing too, is um, surround yourself with people that believe in you. Finding um, mentors. Find mentors. Um, maybe people that would challenge you. Hey, yeah. you have that goal. What are you doing today about that? Uh, okay, do you really want to do that? And you're like, oh, all right. Oh, maybe. I, you know, I do have that statistic from another client, Chica Bean in Guatemala, that like a $4, average $4 cup of coffee, um, a farmer producer gets about five cents of that. I remember you said that when yeah. we were chatting on the phone last time. Yeah. And that's chilling. It's crazy. Um, and crazy and I think not right so yeah and that's you know there's variables there 
Um, so say it one more time. So an average $4 cup of coffee, uh, uh, a farmer gets about five cents. I'm not saying the roaster doesn't deserve a cut of that, but, um, ah, man, I just think that's wildly inadequate and not, uh, and in the long run for the future of coffee, it's not super sustainable. In fact, there's farmers that are like, forget this. I'm going to do a different crop. And, you Mm know, um, so, uh, and I love that you had these guests like, you know, um, Joseph Harrison. Yeah. 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 So I was, I loved, I loved what they were doing and that there's ways to do coffee better. Um, and that's the cool thing I think about the younger generation of, um, baristas turned coffee shop owners. It's not like, uh, there wasn't work done before, but, um, caring about fair and equitable, you know, um, working with farmers directly, um, building honestly. So going back to collaborative origin, their tagline is better relationships, better coffee. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. Like if you go down and you meet the farmer and you see the village they're in, um, what they're trying to do for healthcare and education, and you see the hard work of people picking that coffee a, you don't mind spending more on the coffee, and B, you're like, we've got to do this better. We've got to source this way better than we've done. And um, there's small little incremental things that you could do um, to help change that. And that's a whole, like, I'm excited about the future of coffee because through traceability, through better buying practices, through technology, and sharing information, like doing what you're yeah. doing, but like, hey, I don't want to feel gross about this business. How can I do this in a way that honors those who produce this crop? Because I'm making a lot of money off of it. Or eventually yeah. you'll make money. You know, so those are good questions and just good relationships. No single person has the answer to this, but collectively and sharing information, uh, you can build a better future for coffee. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm so grateful you listened to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me out by leaving a small review. If you have any feedback, ideas, questions, or just want to geek out with coffee with me, please leave a DM or send an email to coffeeboss with Noah Schloss at gmail.com. I will try my best to get back to you promptly. And as always, share this episode with a friend or even a staff member, coworker, or your coffee boss. And tune in for the next episode of Coffee Boss. Thank you for listening.